0: Hey, welcome back to a new episode of the Mass Business Podcast. My name is Matt Ward. I'm so excited to be your host today and bringing you another great guest. Uh, My guest today is an ex-corporate sales and marketing expert turned solopreneur, Katie Morvin. Katie Lee has almost a decade of experience working with nonprofits, Fortune 100 and 500 companies. In 2019, she decided to no longer be a cog in the corporate machine and left a stable career so that she could bring her catalytic energies and her expertise to small business and entrepreneurs. These people are looking to get a finer focus on what they're doing and where they're spending their time. And she helps them do that. Whether you need help revamping an online presence, revitalizing your goals, creating content, planning an event, reviewing or implementing an entire marketing strategy from scratch or simply having an extra set of eyes, to review your approach. She's your lady. I'm going to dig in to Katie's business and how she grew it to where it is today in this episode. Are you ready? Let's go. to the Mass Business Podcast, where small business owners, also known as risk takers, share their stories about the growth of their business and themselves. Our interviews and our content is focused on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again today, you never know where your next referral will come from. Hey, Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me.
1: Hi, Matt. Thank you so much. I'm grateful to be here today with you. I'm
0: so excited. You know, we had a one-to-one quite a while ago and and it's been a while. And so I'm I'm excited to have a live one-to-one with you now and dig into your business. But before we do that, if you could just share with our listening audience on all their favorite podcast platforms and also those viewing on YouTube what it is you do in under 30 seconds or so, that would be great
1: absolutely so i am an intuitive business coach and marketing strategist so what that means I add a little bit of woo to what i do and really i am an igniter for positive change within my clients i work with entrepreneurs solopreneurs, and small businesses to help them get a finer focus on what they're doing in their business so that they can put in some strategies and really hit their goals and so we do a lot of intention work we do a lot of goal setting and we really analyze what they've been doing or what they need to do so that they can have a strong foundation to build and pull in and attract their ideal clients
0: to them. So what do you the people you work with? What's the biggest challenge? Is it the goals that they don't have them or they're not achieving them? What what's the big challenge there?
1: That's a great question. So it's actually a lot of times, funny enough, it's the planning. A lot of these business owners get so excited and jazzed up to just run out the door and help people with their offers or with their services. And they don't have a business plan. They don't even have a marketing plan down. And so essentially, they also don't have goals. They just want to make money and they don't really know how. And they're spinning their wheels all the time and wasting so much time throwing spaghetti at the wall and not getting the results that they are looking for. So I come in and help them set up a day Mm -hmm. plan that works for them, a week plan, and so that they can start actually seeing things progressing in their business, whether that's sales or that's just getting more engagement with their audience, depending on what they're doing.
0: Got it. So you have an innate ability to see what others might be missing. Mm -hmm. My question for you is, do you have an innate ability to see what you might be missing?
1: Ooh, that's a good question, Matt. And I would say uh, now... You know,
0: like I always like to tell people, you can't read the label from inside the jar.
1: (laughs) No, no, you can't. (laughs) But I, I would say that with consistent self-awareness, I have been able to recognize not only my strengths, but my weaknesses so that I can understand where, where can I improve? What can I do better? And I, I really value being better than I was yesterday. So So that's,
0: that's what I want to dig into is this, is this self-awareness because self-awareness I think is, is a skill, right? And it's a skill that I think that many business owners don't have when they go into business. Um, they want three things. They want more money, more time and more freedom, but and, and in my new book, I wrote about how to achieve those things. But the problem is, is we often aren't self-aware of what we're good at and what we're not good at because we don't take the time and the practice to build the skill set yeah. that makes us more self-aware. What are you doing every day or have you done as you've built your business to be more self-aware?
1: Yeah. So I would say one of the biggest things for me to be able to be where I am now is check-ins. So whether that's daily check-ins to what I had planned for the day, am I staying on track? But more importantly, I like to call them weekly resets. So on Sundays, the perfect day to just analyze what's coming up in the week. What do I have to do? Was there anything last week that has to come over to this week? And just understanding and being also... um, gentle with myself if I don't reach those things so that I can just try to have that positive can do attitude moving forward because if you don't uh put in habits daily habits and weekly habits and even monthly habits whether that's checking your analytics or understanding your financials or seeing, hey did that marketing campaign go as I wanted it to if you're not analyzing what all those things are then you're just kind of swimming in a sea of not unknowing
0: <laughs> okay so if if business owners want more time, more money, more time and more freedom and they're not getting the time, whether it be the time externally outside the business or the time internally to do the work necessary, what do you suggest they do to create the habit for self-awareness?
1: I would suggest two things. If they're really, you know, unsure and wondering, like, "Whoa, is me. Why is nothing working? I would schedule on something as free as Google Maps or free task tracker to know what are they doing in their day? Because all of a sudden you can have all these grand ideas at the beginning of the day. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Everything's great. But then it comes to five o'clock and you've got nothing done because you went through a social media scroll or right. you binge your Netflix thing. And a lot of people don't realize those daily unconscious habits that they're just in the humdrum of things. So it would be utilizing a Google calendar or a time tracker to understand where are you spending your time in your day? And then in addition to that, I would recommend coming up and batching your time. Mm -hmm. So for instance, on Mondays, are they for marketing? Are they for your admin stuff? Or would that be a better day on Friday, depending on the way that your week is working? And the only way you can do that is to check in with yourself and to also use an accountability partner. Sometimes that's really helpful for a lot of people. And I find that a lot of my clients say that I am that for them. I'm not only their accountability partner, but I'm their cheerleader to get Mm -hmm. them going to make sure, Hey, did you do that thing that you said that you did? Okay. Why? Why didn't you do it? Do you not want to do it or do you not have the resources to do it? And then go from there.
0: I think, I think it's the, the calendar piece is a big piece, right? Many people say that they, they have task management issues, they have time management issues inside their business. And I have found that the more you, I, I, I don't do time blocking in the sense that that the skill set was originated or the books have talked about time blocking. Yeah. But what I do do for myself is I will block full days off. I will block full days off as days that I'm actually not working. and those days are more self-reflective right they're like okay where am i at what do i need to do next where am i going with this what programs or or things that's how i developed the podcast as i had a day off and i started thinking how can i bring value to people in a more hyper local place that's why i made it the mass business podcast versus just a general business podcast right and so i think that when we when we are intentional intentional about taking time for ourselves and intentional about doing it alone we can reflect on what we're doing i had a business coach many many years ago jim de and he said to me ask yourself four questions after you do everything they are what did i do right what did i do wrong would i do it again and if so what would i do differently mm mm-hmm. And I literally ask myself those questions all the time about everything in business and even in life. And I find that there's always some sort of self discovery that comes out of that, mm-hmm. and then growth, and 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 that helps the business grow. Talk to me a little bit about you know, when did you start your business?
1: I started it in 2019.
0: Okay, so you've been going at it about two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were at the height of the economy before the pandemic and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this thing. No. <laughs> and unfortunately you weren't in the business of destroying COVID. So <laughs> COVID was in the business of destroying us. So to yeah. speak. I mean, there are many businesses that have thrived during COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how are you doing throughout the past two years with COVID now into 2021?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna be really honest and realistic with you I had to close my doors so to say when the pandemic hit uh, yeah. come that April May time the clients that I was working with they they were just freaking out and they had to focus their money on literally keeping the lights on yeah. and I was like now's the time to strategize you have to figure out what to do so you can pivot and we can hopefully pivot and- pivot that was like the biggest buzzword last yeah. year that's swear, how have you pivoted in your business? And so um, I did for a little bit, I would say maybe three months, I kind of went in the little the dumps and I was like, oh, that's okay. So I was just doing pro bono work, just trying to still help people, a lot mm-hmm. of my friends and uh, just colleagues with getting them up and running. And so I also used that time to go in. I was sharpening my pencil, so to say, and adding some more things to my toolkit so that when The doors opened again. I was ready to really hit the ground running with my new uh, program, with my three-month coaching program with people, and I knew what I wanted, how to target them. So it was a good and a bad thing because it was that reflective state. But I would say that a big thing is just being intentional with everything that we do. You know, not only does the self-awareness come into things, a big, big issue and pain that I hear a lot of people saying when they're an entrepreneur, they wear all the hats. They do all of the things. Like, you didn't start your business to do the marketing. You started it to do that passion project that you wanted to do. And so they get really burnt out because they're in that hustle culture if they have to do all the things all the time. And I'm trying to switch that from the hustling CEO boss babe culture to an intentional CBO, which is a conscious business owner to understand and, and go out knowing your strengths, knowing your abilities and asking for help and support
0: when you need it. So speaking of asking to help and helping support, what's your biggest weakness?
1: Ooh, Matt. I would say my biggest weakness, and this this could sound a little funny, but it's my it's twofold. It's my perfectionism of my Virgo mind of overanalyzing everything too much, which is kind of setting some of the things that I want to put out. It's just slowing it down because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I can make this better, I can I can do this, I can do that. And um Actually, I would say that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know, I'm a Virgo too. Oh. And I live by the theory that done is better than perfect.
1: Yes. That's so powerful, Matt.
0: <laughs> and it that's a learned skill though, because consistently, I'm always trying to make something better. I just choose to release it before it's perfect. mm Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's part of the iterative process in my in my new book. I talked about the definition of shitterate, which is you throw it against the wall and you (laughs) keep what works and you throw the rest of the garbage out. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's this idea that as small business owners, especially solopreneurs, we have to be perfect in everything that we do. And, and we have to do it all, like you were talking about, wearing all the hats. And I'm a big mm-hmm. believer in outsourcing and, 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 and um, you know, figuring out how to get this stuff done as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when you talk about your strengths, how, wh- where was it that you started to realize? I mean, did you know that you had certain strengths before you started your company? Or have they evolved over time to improve... You know once you've had your company
1: that's a great question sorry i just have to let my cat in She was picking up the door they're animals uh but i i would say that it's I, i'm sorry can you repeat that question no, so just sorry. just
0: how did you grow your strengths did you recognize your strength before you started yeah. your business or did you grow it after
1: I would say it was a little bit before because I was realizing, Hey, I'm really good at being that extra set of eyes and from a bird's eye view, looking at what's going on. How can I use this for myself to get that money, time and freedom out of that cog machine? Right. And so, um, I was really looking down not only for myself with the self reflection, but also asking other people, colleagues, partners that I've worked with friends and just saying, Hey, what am i good at like what do i what have i helped you at and then kind of molding and melding all of that together to come up with katie league consulting
0: okay so i want to dig into that you asked external people friends mm-hmm. colleagues coworkers, what am i good at mm-hmm. what did that feel like when you did that
1: it was awkward it was awkward uh because i didn't want because to- you're about
0: to be judged
1: yeah exactly are you going to judge me you're going to say something i don't want to hear you know i was ready to come up with a constructive criticism because i asked them what i'm good at but also what am i not so good at and it was awkward but it came to a point where i was like you know this is it we have this one life to live it's our time to shine to keep to do these things so i want to know i want to know how i'm doing in my life and what we can do from there and honestly everybody was really great um i would say that the hardest person was a co-worker that i had worked with who was much older and he gave it to me real and i couldn't appreciate that more (laughs) so
0: So then what do you do with that information right so now that we ask the people which is a big step in small business ownership what am i good at what am i not so good at what do you do with the information uh when you hear it how do you how do you mold that into into modeling it inside your business Mm
1: -hmm. i would i'm gonna kind of relate this to the SWAT, you know, as business yeah. owners, we always hear SWAT, SWAT, SWAT and the thing and that um, methodology is strength, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. So once I knew what I was good at, what I wasn't so good at, I looked at them like, OK, where are my opportunities here? Like, how can I use my strengths to build this business, to come out with this? And also, what can I do and how can I plan out to sharpen some things? Like one of the main things I talk very fast, I get so excited. I'm just like, ah, I got to get everything out. And so taking a public speaking course to just slow down and do those things. So taking that training and, and finding ways that I can improve, because I truly believe that every day you can be better than who you were yesterday. If you're diligent, step by step, inch by inch, everything is a cinch. And to go back to us, uh, my weakness of not pulling the trigger, so to say, it's because we live so much in our imagination and not so much in reality. We're just, what are people gonna say? Are they gonna judge me? Are they gonna say that's bad looking? Are they gonna say, whatever. You can have so many different scenarios that you make up in your head, but it doesn't really do very much good. So you're better off uh, hoping for the best case scenario, putting your your best foot forward and just doing it and, and failing, failing if you have to fail and then doing better from there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting this, this whole, um a imposter syndrome that keeps us from putting product out, like, mm-hmm. like the work we do isn't good enough. And then B the need for approval, which is putting something out and being afraid of people who will judge us. Mm-hmm. And one of my coaches, Tamson Webster, uh, she taught me, I, this has sat with me ever since the day I heard her say it. She said, you got to know who you're for and who's for you. Mm-hmm. Not every client, is for us we don't need a hundred clients we don't need a thousand clients it all depends on the business that you're in right and knowing how many clients you need and then working toward that number it it's very it's very comforting to let someone self-select out who's not for you Mm -hmm. you know i mean i know that there's a lot of people out there that say that they work only with women right Mm -hmm. that's an target market that they specialize in, which allows them to have men self self-select out of mm-hmm. the, the services, yeah. you know, I think that's good. Tell me a little bit about how your networking strategy has gone since 2019, when you started your business.
1: Yeah. Um, I love networking, Matt, and that's how we connected. Mm-hmm. I just love people. I'm an extrovert and that's a strength of mine too on the Myers I'm an ENFP. And so, i love going out i mean during the pandemic that kind of hit a halt and Mm -hmm. i was lonely and so that's where the zoom virtual this all of these opportunities to come out and get to meet people from all over the world so i just kind of went on a little loop on google and on facebook trying to find local networking groups near me so i could have that local connection joining your wonderful networking the big connect Mm -hmm. and then a little plug for you there (laughs) so anyone who's on here who's not in there join his big connect uh awesome groups but just trying to meet people and connect with them on different levels, because that six degree thing, the world is this big every single day. And I swear the more people I keep meeting, I'm, we know someone, we know someone, we have a mutual friend um, and it's just it's amazing. So you never know who you can meet or what you could do for them, but also how they could change your life in a second. So even at the grocery store, I i swear sometimes Matt, I have an arrow pointing at my head that says, come tell me the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? Like, it happens all the time. People just come up and start conversations with me. And I'm like, okay. The other day I was at TJ Maxx and this woman was like, I don't know what to do. My best friend's coming and I need to find the napkins that are perfect for her for fall. And I was like, okay. And then I talked to her for a half hour and I calmed her down I was like, all right. And I was like, oh, I should have got that lady's number on the way so I could have asked her how the how the napkins went over.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> but, so great.
1: Yeah, so just every day is an opportunity and i know that you value that too because you are the referral yeah. and networking king
0: yeah and i mean that's that's the thing is the networking piece leads to referrals right and growing mm-hmm. a small business a solopreneur company it relies so much on the referral so much on the relationship driven mm-hmm. aspect of of being in business and it's also you know as a solopreneur it's a it's a, it's a lonely business many times right we struggle to we're, we're behind computers on our own. We're not always like, we don't have team members in the office, so to speak, cause we're solopreneurs. And so networking allows us to build a network of people around us that can support us even if they're not buying our service. And that's an amazing feeling like to be able to call up a, a networking friend and talk to them and bounce an idea off of them. That's amazing. And, mm-hmm. Networking isn't always just about finding the prospects and getting the sale. Sometimes it's about growing a business. One of the things I've I've always been a big fan of is these peer advisory groups, whether it's the Alternative Board or or Vistage or any of these other groups that, that, you know, cost money to be a part of, which many business owners, small business owners don't want to pay for. Mm -hmm. The value comes in the other side. Right. The ways in which the advice you get from these peer advisory groups um, allows you to make decisions that increase the revenue and dial in your customer base, dial in your target market much better um, than 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 just being alone. You know, and I I found a lot of value in that. Um, Talk to me about uh, referrals. How long did it really start to take for you to get referrals in your business?
1: I am very lucky in that, honestly, most of my business comes from referrals, from word of mouth, because of knowing a lot of people. I have just even been involved in a lot of organizations, nonprofits, and that's a great way to meet people too, local, um, just volunteering and getting to meet people through that way. And so I would say it was from the beginning. That was my first client. It was from a referral. Someone said, oh, hey, I know you can help me on this. I'm doing this event. Can you help me make this more successful and i'm like yes let's do it and so just getting all of that and getting that momentum behind that is powerful katie talk
0: about your launch strategy when you first came out in 2019 from the corporate world to solopreneur Mm -hmm. what did you do to get the word out
1: i posted on my facebook page i just said hey uh celebrate with me i'm starting a business if you know anyone who needs help with bam, bam, bam 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 send them my way And so starting there and telling the people that were closest to me, my loved ones, that I was going on this journey and that I would appreciate their support was important. Like, don't hide the fact that you're launching this. And so having that done, but also having a business plan to launch. And so I started my website. I was getting on the social media platforms that I knew my audience was living on and just starting to turn things out there and starting to just look around and engage with people and... But did you ever
0: send uh, one-off messages to people on LinkedIn or Facebook? No. So that's a strategy yeah. I tell people all the time. You know, mm-hmm. when I, when I made the switch from web design owner to mm-hmm. solopreneur and I had sold my agency, the very first thing I did the very first week was I uh, created a message and I put it in LinkedIn, right mm-hmm. in the, into the messages to individuals. And it basically said, Hey, I made a big shift in my business love to tell you about it. Love to learn more about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have time for a 20 or 30 minute call just to catch up? And I sent out 50 messages and I think I got 46 responses and appointments because I wasn't trying to sell anything and also was interested in what they had to offer. You know, I wanted to learn more about what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And so that one-on-one message strategy works really well to connect with people and kind of build out the contact sphere in in the world so if 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 anybody watching or listening is getting ready to launch their own business consider using linkedin messaging um to reestablish a relationship that you've already got to some degree because you connected with these folks and so don't um don't don't avoid the social channels i mean katie was talking about how she used social media made a couple posts and then people were responding to that so use the tools that you have to reach out to people and really reconnect and reestablish and reignite those relationships um, so that you can start to, to to have conversations that lead to prospects and referrals down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, during the pandemic, um, how did you shift? You obviously went into Zoom and, and Zoom networking more often. Um, Are you still doing a lot of that? Are you getting out at all now? What's Mm -hmm. your strategy at the moment?
1: Yeah, it was a lot of Zoom Um, during the pandemic. I definitely uh, was like a networking psychopath. And I was like, I'm gonna just meet all these people, do all these things while things are slow. And so I also was hosting webinars and just trying to teach people as well how they could holistically market their business when doors open back up, so to say. So I was providing value to those that needed it while still growing my network and i would say now i'm just so happy that i can go to an actual event and so (laughs) i've just moved as well um so i'm looking and i've been meeting and joining some group meetings for local groups in my town here um i live near foxborough near patriots um Uh, But so I'm just looking to find those local groups because I I thrive off being around people. And I want to host more local events, more, more community events around here, too, and have a bigger impact where I live for not only the community, but the planet. So just getting out there, showing up and getting out there and having fun with it.
0: Cool. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a lot of people that are really trying to get out and about now Mm -hmm. um, and they're trying to do it safely. Right. Whatever, whatever their comfort level is. Um, I've been to a number of in-person events in 2021 and we'll see how it continues to develop, especially as things get a little bit cold. I'll probably be more, um, you know, Zoom based. It depends on the, the timing. I don't like to go out when it snows. (laughs) <laughs> I just yes. like to sit inside in the warmth as much as possible. So mm-hmm. uh, th- that's an important thing too, is that folks, as you're, as you're listening or watching this on YouTube, you need to think about what your strategy is going to be um, moving mm-hmm. forward, whether it be for winter or for COVID, right? And so be thinking all the time, do I have a backup option? Do I, mm-hmm. if, 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 if I love in-person events, um, but they don't exist anymore for some r- rhyme or reason, uh, do I just go back to Zoom or do I just go more one-to-one? So you have to kind of think that through. Um, you know, it sounds like Katie's done that and she's continuing to evolve. And that's the most important thing, I think, in a solo business is, is are you moving forward? James Earl Jones said a long time ago in a Verizon commercial, um, it's make progress every day. Mm-hmm. And I can't say it like James Earl Jones, make progress every day or whatever, I don't know. I would sound like Darth Vader I guess. Um but th- that's the goal, right? Is we got to mm-hmm. move our business forward to some degree each and every day. Uh whether we're doing activity on online networking or offline networking that produces those referrals long term. And that's how you grow a business like Katie Lee Consulting has done and yeah. Katie at, at at Katie Lee Consulting. So, um cool. So, uh Katie, if if people want to network with you down mm-hmm. at Patriot Place, or in the Foxborough area where you live, whether it be in person or even on Zoom, online, or wherever it might be, how can they get a hold of you? How can they reach out to you?
1: Yes, I would love for anyone who watches this to set up a meet and mingle with me. So you can go to my website or connect with me a little bit more personally on Instagram. My website is klcllc.org. And then my Instagram and my all my handles are Katie Lee Consulting. But also, I have a group that if you consider yourself a conscious business owner, you want to stop that hustling, join the Conscious Business Owners Collective on Facebook. We have conversations in there. You get to meet other people from not just Mass but other places. Um, and so that would be the best way. And I would love to get on a virtual meet and mingle with somebody. A so. uh,
0: virtual meet and mingle. Yes. Sounds like, <laughs> I, I can't wait. It sounds like there's going to be bacon there. Um, <laughs> no meat bacon, and, no and bacon, meat and mingle. <laughs> My version oh, yeah, of a meat I and mingle is with bacon. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we'll put all those links in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. If you're listening on your favorite podcast app, make sure you subscribe so that you get all the episodes of the Mass Business Podcast on your favorite podcast app. And if you're on YouTube, make sure you smash that subscribe button and hit the notification icon so that. You you see all the great episodes of all our great guests here in massachusetts that we're bringing to you each and every business day Um, we're really excited to to meet katie and see how she grew her business through the pandemic i love the stories the origin story of how you left the corporate world and i love what you're doing with the conscious business owners out there i love that that niche and that target market that you're playing in i think it's so unique Uh, if you're a conscious business owner make sure you check out her facebook group We'd love to have you guys on. Uh, thanks so much for watching, for listening, and for paying attention. And until next time, don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five. Yes. Everyone <laughs> around you.
1: Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I'm
0: waking up this morning. Gonna grab myself a smile. Thank you for listening to the Mass Business Podcast, where we focus on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. Don't forget to like on your favorite platform and share out this podcast. This show has been produced by Heather Grant, music by Celtic Kelly, all rights reserved. I'm your host, professional speaker, author, and word of mouth referral consultant, Matt Ward. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. I'm feeling all right.